Welcome to Uncharted Entrepreneurship, your front row seat to daring stories from the boldest business trailblazers forging new paths across industries. I'm your host, Brent Peterson, armed with inside access, sitting down with partners, founders, and CEOs in the entrepreneurial world. Let's explore. Welcome to this episode of Uncharted Entrepreneurship. Today I have Jeremy Miller. He's with PAC Solutions and a new member at EO Minnesota. Jeremy, Jeremy, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us your day-to-day role and maybe one of your passions in life. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, thanks for having me. Um, As you mentioned, my name is Jeremy Miller. I'm with PAC Solutions. I started the company back in 2016, uh, my day-to-day operations includes mostly sales and then um, just general business growth, kind of the dreamers slash integrator, um, if you're familiar with the EOS terms. Um, so that's really what we do is is just to, um, yeah, really are, are mainly sales and then just focusing on processes and growth and things along that line. That's awesome, and so we'll get into we'll get into um, EOS as well. Then, since the, <laughs> since you've said the buzzword, oh, um, yeah. how about passions? Do you have any passions that you have that outside of your business? Um, I really like sports activities. Um, been getting into the pickleball craze right now. Um, when it's summertime, I, I like golfing. Uh, we've been doing some fishing as well. A uh, family member of mine just got one of those big uh, ice castles. And so uh, we're getting out in a couple of weeks. The weather hasn't been very uh, accommodating for ice fishing up till now, but um, a lot of stuff like that, activities. And uh, that I also have a family, I have two kids. So I've spent tons of family time and uh, traveling for my daughter's volleyball. That's also a, a big time consuming thing. That's awesome. Yeah, so again, for the listeners outside of the Minnesota area, we depend on cold weather to get out and fish on the ice, and we lug out giant now homes, uh, the the equivalent of park model trailers onto the ice that have big screen TVs and power and everything you could imagine for modern amenities and a hole in the floor to go fishing. So, Oh yeah. And they'll actually, you just drive them out there and then you, yeah. you crank them just down crank and them down. Just set down on the ice and uh, <laughs> you got your stove, you got everything there. Yep. Yeah. So we're half the country is more than half the country's hoping for summer. There's a very small uh, group of people in Minnesota that are hoping just for good ice. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's just it though. Other than that, I'm yeah, we're I'm all for more. we're all for summer. Yeah, exactly. And, and um, we'd probably be okay with just summer year round if we could. Well, yeah, I mean, you can still fish without yeah. the ice, obviously. <laughs> right, so ice is not required. Um, so, Jeremy, tell us a little bit about Pack Solutions and and maybe the journey you got to it. Sounds good. Sounds good. There. Yeah, no problem. Um, so Pack Solutions, we provide custom packaging solutions, um, a whole gamut of solutions, everything from your paper products of like corrugated folding cartons, um, rigid setup boxes, as well as we do a lot of thermoform trays. I'm sure you can see some of the, the stuff in the background here. So, I mean, you're talking 12 packs for uh, beverage companies or um, takeout boxes for restaurants. 
Again, if you're in the Minnesota area, you know, like my burger, you go there, you order your to-go burger, and it's going to come in a carton that we provide. So um, as far as the journey of how I got here, um, it's a little bit different of one. It's kind of a risk-adverse journey is how I would describe it. So uh, in 2013, I left my job in the fun world of accounting. I did sales and use tax for uh, KPMG. And I, I left to go and help my dad sell packaging for some other companies. And I, I did that for three, four years. And um, since I was in it every day selling packaging for these other companies, um, I saw like a, a gap in between what these companies were providing. And I was like, I might as well create a company to fill that gap. I could use, you know, the income and all that stuff to kind of fund it and just build it up slowly without rolling the dice and just a hundred percent going for it. Um, so it just was kind of a, a labor of love, slowly building it up. And then over time we started to hire some help, some more salespeople, um, get a, you know, our office space and a warehouse. And, um, it's just been kind of a, a slow grow process, uh, except for like the last year or two is really things have started to pick up as we put more resources and attention towards it. I like what you said about risk adverse journey or, or risk less journey or risk yeah. low risk journey. That's yeah. typically not what you hear from an entrepreneur, but that's a, that's a great way to describe it. So would you, um, so it was sort of like you, you grew into it and then pretty soon you, you were able to just shed your job and all of a sudden you had this snowball that that's continuing to get bigger. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, even till now, um, you know, I had some really nice customers with these other co companies and because I'm not really competing against them, they're all kind of married. So it's, it's not like I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm stopping there hundred percent in this. My whole day is filled with packaging and packaging related sales and things like that. Um, but I'll still have all those other relationships. I still sell that ongoing business because in the world of packaging, it's all about kind of annuities and having just long-term ongoing business. All the work is at the front end, getting it set up, and then it kind of just flows. So um, I've been able to kind of still do all of that and get people on board for my company specifically to help grow that without me having to just do everything. Have you seen... Um more of a challenge on the organizational side of your business, putting it together or the people side of your business? Um, because of our unique setup or my specific unique setup where I'm still kind of selling packaging for other companies, I would say organization was definitely the hardest part to start. Just kind of being able to explain the setup with people because sometimes we'd be like, what, what do you mean? I thought you were with this company and now you're saying this company. So there's kind of like a learning curve on how to kind of properly explain that and just to keep all of the different things organized. Um, as we were starting to grow, that's when it kind of shifted over to more people and trying to find the right people for what my company needed to grow. Um, before you um, discovered EO or before you started to getting more engrossed or in, involved in the entrepreneurial community, did you have some 
particular challenges that you were overcoming that you, or did you have a resource you could go to before you met the EO folks? Um, you know, I have a lot of business relationships, so I could go and kind of ask some of these people, um, you know, different suppliers and different customers and things that I've worked with, but it, it always felt a little shallow, uh, I guess is kind of the way I would describe it, where it's like, you know, they don't fully understand your business. And so they would talk to you and say, well, we can, you know, this is what I would do or, or give you some advice. Um, but not really. Uh, the funny part is I actually didn't even, uh, I didn't even, so I started doing this with my, my father and he always was like, no, don't start a company. Don't, you don't want to mess around with that. Uh, just, you know, sell and do it that way. So I never even told him I did this until I, I had a, an office space and a proof of concept that it was, it was working well. And so now, now he looks back at it and, and he agrees it was a smart decision, but at first it was, uh, he always was kind of like, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to risk it. You don't want to do that stuff. Do you think there's a, um, there's a challenge for somebody that's been in the corporate world for a longer amount of time or somebody that doesn't understand what it is to kind of go off on your own to, to either A, pull the trigger and do it, or B, understand, like you said, if, you're, if one of your siblings or your son or, or daughter is doing that, to kind of embrace that and support them. That's a good question. Um, because when I look back at the corporate world, I definitely picked up some really good skills from having that experience. But it, it, it definitely is a completely different game um, when it comes to learning and growing and just kind of having the grit it takes to do this. Um, it, it was nice to have that kind of middle ground. So when I, when I left and I was just selling packaging, that was more, it was kind of like a middle. I, I mean, I essentially had my own company as an independent contractor. So I had some responsibilities, taxes, things like that, but I didn't, uh, I didn't really have all the skills. And so I would say for people coming out of that, you, you probably want to really think about it and have mentors when you are doing something like that. Cause I think if you were just going at it a hundred percent alone, um, it would be very challenging. My uh, my grandma always described my great grandpa as one of the worst business people in the world because he you know he left his after fifty years in business he retired and left a whole bunch of uncollected he was a butcher he left a whole bunch of uncollected bills yet she and my grandpa also then opened a grocery store and when I opened my first business she said oh don't open a business all we did was work hand to mouth for whatever. 70 years. <laughs> um, has your father now been supportive in what you've been doing and kind of see your vision? Yeah, 100%. It took some convincing. Uh, but I would say even after a couple months when he saw it, um, it really saw what we were doing and, and the needs we were filling. He was like, yeah, you know, it actually it is good to have something like that. Um, because, you know, we are able to provide value to our customers and, and offer some really unique solutions. So yeah, it, it took a little convincing, but now, now he's fully supportive. Um, you mentioned EOS in, in the very beginning. Tell us a little bit about um, how you discovered it and why 
you're now looking at it? So um, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but I've actually been part of the uh, accelerator program too. Um, so I had reached out to someone on LinkedIn. It might, it might have been Brent Peterson or uh, I'm blanking on the name now, but I was, I was kind of at that spot where I didn't know what to do. Like things were going okay. We had cleaned up, we were kind of organized. And I really was like, well, what's the next step? I, I don't know where to go at this point. And so I was just reaching out to people uh, looking for help on like a business operating system. And someone responded and was like, well, I'm part of this entrepreneur organization. Um, you should consider joining. And we use traction or EOS. Uh, I forget what the current name is now and really spoke highly of it. I didn't jump on board right away. I actually got on board to join the uh, EOA and just because I wanted to meet people and talk to people face to face. But then as you, I was more involved with that organization. Again, that's the language everyone spoke and everyone spoke very highly of it. So that it really convinced me to dig into it and, uh, you know, get fully involved with that process. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm Brent Peterson. I'm going to have to go and look and see if you contacted me a long time ago, but it's very possible that we did talk on LinkedIn. No, it, it, <laughs> it, it wasn't you then. And maybe that's just cause I was re reading your email. Cause I remember what the guy looked like. And we had a conversation right at the beginning. And then I never saw him for like two, three years until like recently at an ice bath event. Um, but for whatever reason, your name still does stick out to me. Yeah. Like when I started. <laughs> uh, so going, just going back to, to, to the EOS and actually going back to Accelerate it, because I also started an Accelerate and I think it's a fantastic program. Um, what was your first experience? Um, I'm assuming you went to a quarterly day and did you yeah. find that experience uh, like enlightening? Yeah, they they let me sit in as a guest on a quarterly day, and it got me thinking about a lot of different things that I hadn't thought about. The first day I went to was people, and um, even just like coming up with core values and thinking about what your company actually stands for, you know, you kind of think about those things, but you don't actually put it down and put it on paper. So I found that very valuable. And then I just spoke to a couple of people and asked what it was about the accelerator program. And it, it sounded, uh, it sounded very interesting and kind of what I was looking for. I think the, uh, the exciting thing for me at the time was, um, the fact that they didn't just give you a bunch of theory. Like I, I, I did a cash day, I think. And, uh, you know, my, my experience was my very first experience with a, a ledger sheet was handing my accountant, a a printout of my <laughs> of my QuickBooks rather than a file. Anyways, the the fact that they gave us a whole bunch of really good action items out of that quarterly day was such a fantastic experience. I'm like, I did the same thing at where it was a a guest and they they, they invited me to just sit in for the day and I was like, wow, this is fantastic and uh, mm -hmm. I, you know it was kind of launched me into what what we're where I am or not where I, yeah, it helped me be where I am now, but go, going then from accelerator to, to EO, tell us a little bit about, well, you, you had a little bit of more of a like precursor into what you, what you think you could expect. And now you've gone through forum training. Tell us a little bit about 
like what you expect now out of EO going into this next year? Prior to my training yesterday, uh, you know, I thought it would be like a 50, 50 mix of like personal and, and business having the training yesterday, it feels like it's heavily on like how you feel about both. You know, it's, it's not necessarily as I guess objective as I thought it would be where it's like, Hey, here's your numbers. Here's uh, here's a good answer. Here's a solution. It's more about talking through things and, and coming to the solution yourself. Uh, that, that is a big part of it. Um, just when we were even doing like, um, like a test or kind of like a run through of what a forum meeting would look like. It looked very different than I had expected, but in a way that I actually prefer, because I, I like to go deep into topics and in, in more deep into just like what that means to people uh, on like, you know, um, an emotional level and to them and their background, all of that stuff. So I actually liked it and it got me more excited to find a forum. Yeah, I think that one thing that a lot of business, a lot of people mistaken or make a mistake about business groups is they think it's all about business and they forget that you have a personal life and a family life. And in forum, it depends on which forum you join, but like our forum is pretty evenly weighted to family business and, and personal. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we give an update on all three of those sectors where mm -hmm. um, if you talk to some other just networking groups or something like that, there may be, it's all about business and, and you, know, you know, maybe personal is, is meant to be personal, not part of, part of what you're doing. And I, one of the thing that's for me anyways, in my experience in, in being an EO is that, that, uh, that overlap between your personal life and your family life and your business life really affects your whole life, right? That's like, we, I guess the only thing we don't talk about is our sleeping life, which is a third of our life, but um, the rest of that is all part of how you do business. And if you're stressed out at home, it really affects your business. And if you're stressed out in your business, it, just, it, it, it plagues your family or whatever. So I think that that balance and a lot of people don't understand that why we do that in our forums. Um, so, you know, I, just kind of looking forward, what, what would you expect out of, what do you expect out of EO? And if we were to come back, you know, thinking like, what would you, what would you see the future Jeremy Miller in, in six months to a year? If we, if we revisit this conversation around um, how your form experience is going and how your EO experience is going, what would be your expectations? You know, again, I, I think it's looked at as like everything's about the business, but I think the thing that I'll experience the most is just personal growth um, and like understanding, which I think will translate into business growth. Um, but I really think the thing that I'll get out of there is to understand myself better and then also um, like in that be able to prioritize and be like more confident in the business decisions you make. Um, you know, realize that no one has all the answers and it's all about just testing out some different things. Um, so I'm hoping six to eight months from now, you know, I, I have that growth and it translate into um, more success for the business. 
Was there? I think there's another part of your question. I no, that's have. that's great. I mean, I think we just like expectations, and you've already talked about that. So that's that's perfect. Yeah. Um, so Jeremy, as as we as we kind of finish off our conversation today, um, I give everybody a chance to just kind of plug what their business is and how do they get a hold of you and why they should get a hold of you and um and and can I get a coupon for some uh for some my burgers? <laughs> yeah, I wish. Uh, they uh, that that one's a cool project because you know some of the things we do is very visible. You know, you could go and you'll see it at a liquor store or at a grocery store. Um, some of it's you know more B two B on the manufacturing side where you put the package, your product in this package, and it gets unloaded, and, and no one ever sees it. Um, but as far as what we do, we help companies um, develop packaging and also kind of streamline their packaging operations. So sometimes people will come to us and have us just look at one specific item where they want us to improve upon it or, you know, really it's based off what their goals are. Maybe they're trying to remove plastic from the packaging. Um, maybe they're currently producing the packaging in China and they want to figure out how best to make that type of packaging in the United States. So we take kind of a consulting approach, either on like a project by project basis, or we'll review your entire packaging operations and see what makes sense. Um, but yeah, we, we provide all different types of custom packaging solutions, and uh, we really help companies understand what drives those decisions and what they need to do. Um, to make the smartest decision in the end. And how you get a hold of us, um, uh, you can get a hold of us through our website. It's packs.solutions. There's no .com or anything. The .solutions is the .com. Um, or you can reach out to me on my email, which is Jeremy M at packs.solutions. And you know, if you go to our website, our phone number is all over there, our contact us form. Um, but any of those ways are a great way to get a hold of us. That's great. Uh, Jeremy, thanks so much for being here today. And I look forward to a conversation in in six to eight months and seeing how your journey's going. Yeah, that'd be great. Look forward to it. Uncharted Entrepreneurship is a production of Content Basis, LLC. Copyright 2023. You can find more award-winning content at contentbasis.io. And that wraps up the latest edition of Uncharted Entrepreneurship. Bold tales from entrepreneurial trailblazers. I'm your host, Brent Peterson, signing off after an incredible fireside chat with one of our intrepid trailblazing guests. Their firsthand perspective on conquering the unexplored wilds of business is just a taste of the rare wisdom you'll discover from pioneering entrepreneurs on this show. I also invite you to join me each week for insider commentary on the startup scene and digital marketing landscape on my Talk Commerce podcast. You can find Talk Commerce wherever you download podcasts or go to talk-commerce.com. 
I'd be grateful if you left a review and rating for Uncharted Entrepreneurship to help more bold founders find their way to game-changing insights that empower ventures to transform communities. This is your host, Brent Peterson, signing off for now. I'll see you around the virtual campfire next episode as we embark on another adventure into the great entrepreneurial unknown.